Hello, you have joined the script mistress for scene 25 character archetype series, The Child. I'm your host, Amber Bosworth, and for the next 12 episodes, 11 now, I'm going to dig really deep into each of the 12 popular character archetypes. I barely scratched the surface in my episode all the way back to scene 11. Go back and listen if you just want a quick rundown of those 12 types at thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 11. Now, If you want to stay up to date on my podcast events and challenges, please get on my emailing list at www.thescriptmistress.com. Now, I also have this whole episode on video at thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 25. We go by scenes. That's totally for your enjoyment, and that's also where you can find the free download that I'll mention at the end of the episode. And I've also started the Script Mistress YouTube channel, so if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. If not, you can check that all out. I have the link to the YouTube channel in the show notes and also on that Scene 25 uh, page on my website. Now, the April ink to screen challenge is open for registration. Yes, it has been really excited. I run a monthly short screenwriting challenge where writers get five days to write a new five page screenplay based on a prompt sent out the first day of the challenge. The winner gets $150 and every writer that submits a completed script, or it doesn't have to be completed, but who whoever submits a script gets detailed feedback on their script plus a coverage as well. Uh, so can uh, really, this is all included in your $15 entry fee. That's a lot of a lot of value for just $15. And it's really fun that you get to write a whole script in just one, uh, in just five days. Now you can check that all out at thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen, the number two, ink to screen. The April challenge will run from the 19th to the 23rd. So sign up now. All right. So I'm just going to do again, probably at the beginning of each episode, I'll go over a quick reminder of the 12 character archetypes in Carl Jung's world. The warrior, which was last week, the child, this week, the orphan, the creator, the caregiver, the mentor, the joker, the magician, the ruler, the rebel, the lover, and the seducer. Now, last week, like I said, it was all about the warrior. Today, we go on to the child. Now, an archetype is a character template designed with universally familiar personality traits, experiences, desires, and fears. This is when you put in a character that's very clearly the child or the warrior. There are certain things that you want to keep in mind that can help you as a writer, but also as an audience member, these are kind of the things we expect or are used to. So it's something that can really help your writing if you're writing any of these characters, which I hope you are. Uh, they at least fall into one of these categories. Now, ever think the world was one way and then get a dose of harsh reality? That's the story of the child. They're young, naive, and need to learn the hard way. Some strengths of the child, imaginative, trusting, hopeful, weaknesses of the child, weak in physicality or power, naive to the world, easily taken advantage of. Now, the child's motivation to learn, obtain happiness, and to find truth. So this is such great tips here, especially if you're 
child is the protagonist of your story, you can find a really good arc for any of that to learn more, to obtain happiness, to find truth. That can be a really good story arc um, if your protagonist is the child. Now, we have all observed a 70-year-old behaving like a child, throwing tantrums or hiding from their caretakers. We've experienced the occasional urge to engage in impulsive shopping and our tendency to sulk and to expect others to console us. These are all the expressions of the child archetype in us. Now, I kind of gathered some of this stuff, not just from screenwriting or from um, pop culture, but also from a psychology standpoint. So you can really get into the mind of the child archetype. So I kind of pulled a lot of this stuff from all over the place. So I hope you enjoy. Now, we usually associate qualities of innocence, impulsiveness, spontaneity, and creativity, as well as those of dependence, naivety, ignorance, stubbornness with our idea of a child. Now, these qualities of the child archetype often manifest themselves in different ways for each of us. When we think of a child or we think of the warrior, the seducer, the lover, the magician, we all have our own kind of understanding of what that character might be, but we want to see how we the child archetype makes itself known through us. You're the writer, so you get to describe what this child is for you. Just kind of keep along some of the strains that all of us can recognize in that, in that um, character. Now, one of the first qualities that we associate with the idea of a child is innocence. Now, the innocent aspect of the child archetype is naive as well as playful. Those of us in whom this aspect of the child archetype is prominent would find themselves to be generally easygoing, having a carefree approach, and being able to trust others easily. Such childlike innocence is beautifully exemplified in characters like Peter Pan and Snow White. So, and I want to make a note here that the child doesn't necessarily have to be a child. Like it can be, um, and I'll go over examples later, that it doesn't actually have to be a child. Somebody, you know, between the ages of two and 12 or 15 um, into teenage years, it doesn't have necessarily, it can, the child can still be an adult that have childlike qualities. You could actually do that as well. When the innocent, innocent child is us, is healthily integrated into the psyche, it enables us to nurture the innocent, playful, lighthearted side in us, along with being able to carry out responsibilities of adulthood with relative ease and balance. However, at times when we feel overwhelmed with challenges in our lives, this innocent child might not feel prepared to face them. It discovers that world around us is not ideal nor fair and contains imperfections at every stage. As this child's happy bubble breaks, it leads to feelings of despair and the child finds itself feeling overwhelmed. So definitely another, if you want to say a weakness with a child, definitely could be easily overwhelmed and overcome by certain um, internal struggles as well as external struggles. It is at such times when the shadow of the child archetype could come into play and the child begins to find comfort in retreating into fantasy. We find ourselves refusing to acknowledge our concerns or deny them. And on a broader note, we refuse to grow up and take responsibility of the situation. Thus, the shadow side of the child is dominant in individuals who grow overly dependent on others to help them deal with their problems. 
Now, at other times, when the child in us is wounded, probably stemming from a harsh environment or severely negative events, the child archetype becomes the source of strength for our psyche that is grappling with the pain. Hugely popular fiction characters like Cinderella and Harry Potter depict the strength of the child archetype. Both of them were orphans, and, and we'll talk about them in next week in the orphan section, <laughs> and experienced a painfully difficult childhood. However, they succeeded in their quest of transitioning into adulthood. In the real world as well, we see such strength in individuals like Oprah Winfrey um, and other such individuals who were sexually abused as children and are now actively involved in fighting for the cause. So just many, many aspects of the child that you can interweave as well with your other characters. Uh, We have all had a childhood. And so the child archetype is something in which is integral to everyone's nature to a greater or lesser degree. So we all, even as adults, we love going to see those movies that have the child protagonist because it's something in us that we can relate to. We've all gone through childhood. We all know some of the struggles, albeit on different spectrums, um, different degrees, but we can all definitely understand that journey. The beginning point for the development of each individual, the child archetype can be seen as the innocent part of each of us, which sets up our earliest expectations of family, friends, society, and our safety with each of them. So some child archetype characteristics and traits. The archetypal child's positive qualities are those of innocence, playfulness, spontaneity, creativity, vibrance, and energy. Their innocence can provide them with a healthy psyche, leaving them free of many of the stresses and strains of life, which is kind of fun to write in a way because they don't have some of the the stresses that we do as adults. However, they can also be prone to naivety, being naive, (laughs) ignorance, stubbornness, sulkiness, moodiness, and overdependence on those around them. They may not see danger where it lurks. They may throw tantrums and seek consolation from those around them. Their presence can be revitalizing, but also draining. (laughs) If you've ever been around a toddler, it can be kind of draining. The responsibilities of adulthood do not sit easily for those who tend towards the child archetype, preferring instead to seek out the more lighthearted and playful experiences which life has to offer. When finally they do have to face life's difficulties and challenges, the archetypal child feels unprepared for them and can become overwhelmed, refusing to grow up and take on the responsibilities they ought to. Now, the child archetype and young. The child archetype was first suggested by psychoanalyst Carl Jung, one which he felt was a milestone in the process of individualization. (laughs) That's a fun word. Um, He believed that the child archetype was useful in allowing an an, an individual to strengthen their link uh, to their own past, as well as in the recollection of childhood memories and events. 
He also believed that the child archetype was representative of an individual's future potential and was indicative of how they would mature psychologically. So that's something to really consider too, especially if you're taking a journey with your child into adulthood. Um, This could be something to really help with your your writing as well. So now we'll kind of get into the child archetype examples. Some really quick ones, Gordy from Stand By Me, Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. And, you know, the most famous, again, example of the child archetype in literature is Peter Pan, a character and story which has now become a symbol of youthful innocence and escapism in its tale of a boy who never grows up. More recently in literature and film, the character of Harry Potter has become emblematic of the strength and the archetypal child in the form of a young boy wizard and his friends who battle against evil and come out victorious. Again, we will probably, we most likely will revisit Harry Potter in the next episode, The Orphan, because that's also something that really defines his character as being orphaned. Um, and Frank can also be considered an example of the child archetype from modern culture, an innocent child who, because of her life, was taken from her by the forces of evil in the world, never had the opportunity to grow grow up, and so in the minds of the world remains ever young and pure. Now, some adults, some adult examples of the child archetype. Buddy the elf, an elf. <laughs> Smiling's his favorite liars send him into a rage he follows his bliss and leaves behind a path of destruction and maple syrup (laughs) and in the end he inspires the people who care the least about christmas to save christmas jason mendoza the good place his faith in himself is unshakable he gives the best pep talks You've got a dope soul and hell ethics. <laughs> he expects success and is shocked when terrible ideas fail. Sure, he's technically a criminal, but he doesn't exactly have the think-it-through skills to see his crimes as harmful to others. He just kind of sees them in more of a black-and-white situation. And then our younger ones, Grogu from The Mandalorian. <laughs> you didn't think we were going to talk about the child archetype without talking about the child did you? <laughs> this literally wide-eyed innocent is loyal to his father figure, Din Djarin. He's also stubborn in his pursuit of joy, unwilling to confront the tough realities that threaten his happiness. I'm speaking, of course, about the ethics of consuming endangered frog eggs, if you haven't seen it. So <laughs> now, another way uh, to, to take this archetype into another area is, is calling it the innocent because the innocent archetype can cover a whole bunch of, of archetypes meshed in together, like the child, the youth, the dreamer, the utopian, the saint, the traditionalist even. So the innocent is another way that we can kind of translate the child archetype into our stories. So this kind of goes over what maybe the innocent archetype can kind of do as well. So we'll mesh those a little bit together. Now, you've probably already developed a picture of who this character might be. The innocent's strongest characteristics are things we associate with children. The child. They're earnest, naive, optimistic, joy chasers. So if you're ever just thrown off by the child and you think you have to have a child in it to really, if that is something that kind of stops you up, then think of it as the innocent, where it could really 
really fit into like Buddy the Elf and Jason Mendoza from The Good Place were, were the innocent part of them because they are very innocent and naive, even though they're in their 30s and 40s. <laughs> the mo- we most often see the innocent archetype as a side character. However, the occasional innocent protagonist can be a delightful and refreshing changeup. Again, Buddy the Elf, classic example. His character archetype, quote, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> Buddy the Elf to Santa. Now, the innocent archetype takes it really hard when others let them down. So that's something to be aware of, that if if that is their goal is to ha- um, seek guidance from somebody to let them down, they really need to react to that. So what are some typical innocent archetype characteristics? Now, your innocent character could take one of many forms. They might be a sidekick to the hero or the villain. They could be sweetly stupid or stupidly sweet. (laughs) No matter what life or voice you give them, they will likely embody a few of these common innocent archetype characteristics. So like their values, what are some of their values? Joy and harmony. The innocent's number one goal is happiness. That's what they want for themselves and for everybody else, villains often included. Simplicity. The child, innocent, resists paradoxes. In their mind, there's a clear line between right and wrong, and every problem has an easy solution. Morality. An innocent character abides by a moral code. It may not be the same moral code you or I follow, but the innocent child archetype always wants to do the right thing and expects the same from others. And they do not handle it well when they witness moral failings in other characters, especially those they love. That's why, I, I mean... You look at a teenager or a child and you do something wrong and you're just, they hate you now. <laughs> They're so quick to love and hate. Um, and that's just something to really pay attention to. That's why I think um, like Harry Potter follows more along the orphan side because of his code and his, the simplicity, not so much for, for him. But again, we'll talk about that next week. Now, some positive qualities along with strengths, positive qualities, their optimism. This is where the innocent is at peak lovability. They're quick to see the good in others, the good in themselves, and the endless possibilities before them. Loyalty. The innocent archetype is true blue. They follow through on promises, commit deeply to relationships, and choose to see the absolute best in those they love. Honesty and sincerity. An innocent cannot even fathom deception. But unlike the jester, the other compulsively honest archetype, which we'll talk about later, the child innocent may not be an accurate source of truth. Blame those rose-colored glasses. (laughs) Inspiration. Sometimes our other characters need the positivity and optimism the innocent delivers. And really, I mean, don't we all? Don't we just, we love seeing that stuff and that's why we go quote from Parks and Rec. I take my shirt off because we because the bad feelings make me feel sweaty. Andy Dwyer, another good example of an innocent character in adult form. All right, some negative qualities. We've kind of go over some of most of these, but we'll they again reflect themselves in the innocent as the child. They're naive. Other characters are often burdened with the responsibility of being the grown-up and protecting the innocent. They're easily disappointed. The innocent archetype believes so strongly in human goodness and happy endings that they're crushed when confronted with harsh reality. They take foolish risks. 
When an innocent considers diving off a cliff into a river, they're only thinking about the wind in their hair, not the rocks beneath the water. They resist change. This is a big one. Everything in their world is wonderful. The people are perfect and the weather is beautiful. Anything that might challenge or change this picture is unwelcome. They're masters of denial. This character does not care to see the complex complexity of the obstacle or the flaws in their friend. As a result, they have an obnoxious tendency obnoxious tendency to downplay the struggles of others. They can also be endlessly loyal to someone who doesn't have their best interests at heart. Now, some of their greatest fears. This is really good when you're creating a villain or an antagonist to your child or innocent character to really kind of think of about kind of instilling some of this in there. Rocking the boat. We're all about harmony, remember? Punishment. The innocent does not like getting into trouble. So like authority figures, rejection, relationships are everything to this archetype. The thought of being abandoned is absolutely terrifying. Disappointing others. The innocent wants to experience joy and spread joy. It breaks their heart to think they failed. So what do the innocent child archetypes do? Now that we know who the innocent child archetype is, let's take a look at the role they might play in your story, in the story. Like maybe not the the protagonist, they may rally the hero, you know, like short round in Indiana Jones. No one pep talks like an innocent because an innocent truly believes every positive word they say. This character sees the power and potential in your protagonist more clearly than anyone else. And because most innocents consider delivering joy to be their sole purpose in life, they share their speeches with unparalleled passion. Like just think of um, uh, Sam in Goonies. In Goonies, yes, his his um, speech, the bottom of the well, like just the pure innocence and like talking everybody else into further danger. They were about to get out and be free, but he talked them into danger. So that's something to really think about. Inspire goodness. The innocent's wholesome habits can be contagious. This character often inspires those around them to be kinder and more positive. They also have a gift for convincing apathetic characters to join the hero's cause. Unwittingly create obstacles. I mean, they do. (laughs) No thanks to their optimistic recklessness, the innocent archetype is great at making difficult situations worse. (laughs) So that's something that can cause an obstacle to your protagonist or to themselves. They are their own worst enemy. That's something you can play with as well. They do provide comic relief. Unlike jesters, innocents usually have no intention of being funny. It's just an accident born of their childlike wonder and adorable ignorance. In fact, if 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 you've been following the character archetype, like just talking about, you have noticed a lot of parallels. Well, you'll notice some parallels between the jester and the innocent too. So we'll talk about the jester later. This is the fun of studying archetypes. Many characters are different sides of the same coin. So you can really interweave that. When you recognize it, you can play with it. <laughs> what does it look like when a protagonist's two best friends are a jester? and a child. What does it look like when a jester and an innocent fall in love? 
actually, we know that one. It looks like April Ludgate and Andy Dwyer. <laughs> so now that we have dived deeper into this archetype, how can you use these strengths, weaknesses, fears, and so on to create a child innocent character in your story? Whether he's a protagonist, he, she is a protagonist or the villain. That would be interesting. Villain or even a sidekick or a side character. I would really love to know. I've um, uh, attached the resource where I found some of these um, these great resources. I have it in the show notes. Your writing action. It's going to be kind of, it's going to be the same for these 12 um, episodes. I've created a new worksheet for these 12 archetypes. And really, it's just a worksheet. If you want to take it and use it as a companion, you can download the character archetype worksheet and fill it out for whichever archetype character you're working on. So you can go to the page and look at the strengths and the weaknesses, and you can kind of add that as a source for you when you're writing a child archetype or you're writing the warrior. You can get it here. I'll have the link to it, thescriptmistress.com forward slash archetypes with an S. Um, and please feel free to share some of your thoughts on the Facebook page, the Ink to Screen Facebook page, or email me at amber at thescriptmistress.com to get any extra help. I would really, really love to help you. And once more, don't forget about the monthly screenwriting challenge. I think it would be really awesome to see if you could create a childlike character um, in the next script that you write, your next five pages. You could win $150 and get feedback on your writing just for $15. Check it all out at thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen. Thank you for listening or watching. I truly value any feedback. If you have an idea for a podcast that might help in the future, email me at amber at thescriptmistress.com. Like and follow the show wherever you are listening. Talk soon. And until then, happy writing. <laughs>